0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by these two fine gentlemen, Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, for again. Say what's up, Kahai? What's up? And we're back. So last week, what, you guys have an Aaron and Kahai show? <laughs> I missed it. I was I was sleeping. <laughs> oh, it was, let's, just, let's just say I was asleep. It was the best.
1: It was the best show ever. It's, it's too bad that the the footage got corrupted. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you guys, you guys missed out on something <laughs> so good. Oh man, was, I'm um, sorry I missed it. Sorry Aaron missed
2: and Kahai sleepover slumber party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like you know the chef kiss. Like, mm, yeah, it was just like, mm, so good.
2: Well, that's
0: good. I'm jealous. <laughs> right on, guys. Welcome to Thursday live lesson and in this show we answer any and all of your questions about the ukulele or about ukulele on the ground or just anything in general we try to help out as best as we can um you know uh kahai reads the question to me i try to answer it as best as i can and uh, these two dudes will pop in with their two cents and we come up with the best answer possible just for you whatever we can come up with sometimes we get it sometimes we don't like last time i have to make this correction right now because you know I was kind of put in the spot and I blanked out and uh, someone asked about like, what's the difference between like a ninth chord and an add ninth chord? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> tell you, a ninth chord is one, three, five, seven with the nine and an add nine chord is just a regular one, three, five with the nine. Oh, okay. so that's, that's, it's the, it's the seven. It's the seven hmm. that like, you know, that, uh, that makes it different. Now with that said, so you know, we're we're not saying we know everything. Redacted. Redacted. Yeah. See, we're not we're not too proud to say that, you know, we uh we we miss some stuff or we, you know, we make mistakes here and there because we made a mistake last week and immediately I'm like because yeah, I think that night I looked it up because I'm like I don't think I said that right oh. <laughs> like as soon as the episode was over yeah, that yeah. night I'm like I don't think that's right I'm gonna have to make my, I'm gonna have to uh, look it up and I looked it up I'm like yeah I was uh, I raw and I yeah. wasn't super raw you
2: know it wasn't yeah, yeah. off
0: or whatever but yeah you know it it is uh, a formal apology apology i'm sorry i've learned from this you know (laughs) i I think because of this experience i've come out a better more understanding person i've (laughs) i (laughs) have i I, am now working on myself and i've uh, i've i've been doing um you know i I, i've i've (laughs) <laughs> i've been meditating three times a day i've up my krav hey, for, you know, <laughs> and i've really you know learned a, yeah. you, learned a thing or two about myself hey, <laughs> you make
1: like a really sad face and i'll take that as like the uh, thumbnail for okay. this podcast and i'll be like guys <laughs> i have to tell you a, what is it like i have to admit something or something like, yeah that's that's a
2: clickbait title here's my apology <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Public (laughs) apology,
0: like in parentheses, I'm sorry, dot, 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 public Uh apology. He like (laughs) looked down and
1: looked like you're sad, like, oh, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's take that
0: okay okay yeah, got i, I expect <clears throat> to see memes <laughs> <laughs> all right so with with that out of the way now now i feel, I feel good about that i've been holding that in for like two minutes <laughs> oh, it's
1: <so> a <laughs> weight off your chest it is
0: kind of i'm not even joking like i i, I know we had we had our laughs, laughs but this one i'm actually super glad to get it off my chest one three five seven nine ninth chord uh, add nine is just whatever I mean, chord you want to do and you add the nine to it.
2: I mean, it doesn't even really matter for ukulele. Then. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does, but if you're getting really technical... Yeah, like, yeah well, no, because we only have four strings on ukulele. Yeah. So you can't really... <laughs> Three, five, seven, nine. Doesn't really. Yeah, you gotta omit one of those. Yeah. So I guess technically you can omit the seven. Just (laughs) and then they're exactly the same, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you need that voicing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so
0: let's get started with the show. Now that I've issued my formal public apology, (laughs) let's move on. Kahai, give me the first question.
1: Uh, well, it wasn't a question, but like uh. a couple weeks ago when we had the mm-hmm. live lesson, mm-hmm. uh, Rob asked if he could show off the reggae strum again.
0: Mm. Okay. So the reggae strum, uh, basically what we're doing is we're trying to um, accent beats two and four. So you can actually strum one, two, three, four, down, up, down, up, you know, as basic as, as you want to. Is For example, the C chord. I'm going to use my pointer finger and you'll see why. So one, two, three, four. I'm just doing down, up, down, up. Nice and simple. So when we accent... Two and four, what we're doing is we're just kind of strumming louder on two and four. So, one, two, three, four. Don't worry about a thing. I didn't realize it to be that <laughs> <laughs> it's, thing,
3: it's gonna be that hard. Because every little thing is gonna
0: be alright. Totally fine. Um, but with the reggae, it's really the shorter the uh, the strum is, the uh, the the better the, the reggae feel. Okay, so just just think about it. It's short. Okay, you're you want to accent those two beats, but you want it to be as short as possible. If possible, you only really want to hear the two and four. So what? Uh, that's why I chose my pointer finger to play the C because the rest of my fingers can mute the strings so that you only hear two and four. So I'm doing the same. Down, up, down, up, but then just kind of strumming louder on two and four. But then I'm going to place my fingers over and I'm going to lift up on my fingers on that two and four. And I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of sync the two together. So like this, I'll do it slow first and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. I'll do it super duper extra, extra slow. So you can see the, um, the, the two, two hands kind of sinking. And one and two. So that's so as I went down on B2, my left hand goes up, then back down again. And three and four and one and two and three and four and two. And you want to drag it a little bit, you know, you want there to be, uh, a, a pretty heavy swing, you know, to that, um, to that strum. So one and two, because reggae, very laid back. So swing as much as possible. One, two, three, four. And if you want to get fancy with it, uh, cut it short as much as possible, short as possible. So instead of like doing this big movement of like letting go and then putting it back on, you can cut it short as possible. Don't worry about a thing. So cutting it short on the down allows you to actually do the up as well, but nice and short. Okay, so you can do 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and so that so on the down on 2 and 4, so 2 I'm lifting this up and putting it right back down. So it sounds like this. One. And I'll break this down. So it goes. So here it is. One and two and three and four. And now let's mute Two and three and four. So you can hear the two and four louder. But I'm gonna lift up just on the downbeat of two. Let's cut it short, and then let's add up. And uh, if you. Re- want to get into uh, into reggae um I, I suggest using that that strum that jake taught us in one of the um one of the uke Midas videos where you're kind of taking your thumb and your pointer fingers if you're you know handing over a business card because it's a lot brighter so you want there to be kind of kind of like nail hits so so down strum with the pointer finger nail up strum with the thumbnail see how much like brighter that sounds and Uh, If you want, if you watched last month's video, which is uh, Get Up Stand Up, if you're looking at um, Olaman's hand and how he's strumming his guitar, he's really only strumming the bottom three strings and um, not too much of like the whole chord. So the the brighter, the more higher notes, the better it is for what what they call in reggae the skank, which is, it'll sound something like this. So really I'm strumming the the bottom two strings you can add the c in there if you want to but the brighter the uh, the higher the note sounding the better so don't don't worry about a thing is every little thing is gonna be all See how much brighter and how much more. <sighs> a lot of people are making fun of the word skankier, <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, uh, the the tone is. But that's really what the what you know what reggae yep. people use. It's a skank, you know, like easy skanking is uh, is one of the songs, the one of the reggae songs that you can listen to. that's really what it is. That skank, <laughs> <It's> like a <laughs> like that, that you hear. That's yeah. what they refer to as a skank. Okay, not. The other one, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the skank of the. Uh, and um, if we want to go, so you know, I'll show you guys the different levels of uh, of, of reggae strumming. Um, if you really want a bright uh, and really good skank, add the rest of your fingers. So my my pinky, middle, and ring finger are going to be added to the uh, added added to the strum, and they have like pretty relatively long nails. So those nails are going to give me an even brighter sound. So on two and four, I'm strumming down on f- these f- four fingers. And I can add my thumb to it if I want to, just like how I did with the Jake strum. So it'll sound something like this. Nice, bright, and, uh, and very short. Okay? So those, that's kind of what, what you want to keep in mind if you want to play reggae, if you really want to get that skank down. It's um, bright. In short,, ba-chaka, ba-chaka. so it's really that's like what you hear the most because that's what yeah. like really bright high pitch sounds that's it's good,
2: yeah, it's good, reggae, <laughs> and I mean right after rob mm-hmm. like we we weren't able to get to Rob's question. Mm-hmm. But then we release that lesson for Get yeah. Up, Stand Up right <laughs> yeah. after that, so like you know he he can go back and, and mm. watch that because basically it's it's only one chord, mm-hmm. so basically you're just practicing the reggae strum the whole time without worrying about chord changes or anything.
3: Is
0: it B minor or C minor? C. So, yeah, it's not so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just so. This debate because uh, on one version of that song, Bob Marley plays it in B minor and another version plays it in C minor or B minor 7, C minor 7, whatever you want, if you want to be yeah. technical about it. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh,
2: So what is the live <clears throat> version is B minor? Or? I believe
0: the live version is in c minor i think the recorded version is in b minor uh-huh so it was it's- a little bit lower so you could sing it i don't know what the reason you know, <laughs> the reasoning is but then now uh, we listen they just to, had yeah. their
2: their instruments tuned to whatever Maybe. at that, <laughs> on that day the live day yeah because
0: uh it was in the, the whalers album what was it called it was the whaler's album oh burnin uh, burning so it was on the burnin album it's b minor, b minor 7 a. and then um i you know i was corresponding with with olaman and I was like, oh, so what key do you play it in? I asked him what key, and he's Uh. like, oh, C minor. He's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, no, I said B minor, C minor. He's like, oh, C minor. I'm like, okay, because the original is in B minor, and... I don't know. How dare I like, you know, yeah. tell him that it's yeah. like in a different key. He's a much bigger he's, Bob Marley fan than yeah,
2: I am. Just, you know. Being <laughs> <and then.
0: laughs> to Bob Marley is like him to Jake Shimabukuro. Uh, you know? like, it's kind of like that, you know. And uh-huh. uh, he's a huge Bob Marley fan. And every time he performs, he always does, you know, oh. according to him, he always does all the Marley song like, covers that he does in the original key. Oh, and yeah. And he does it in C minor. So, yeah pretty uh pretty cool so fun fact but really cool dude now we can talk about it you know um, <laughs> uh he's somebody i grew up with i went to high school together and you know me and my uh, my friend kaniho who you guys have seen as, as the bass player for a bunch of our videos again with the face tattoos um me and kaniho basically wanted to be uh wanted to be ola and uh, and, and kana so uh, nakana is um is Ola's bass player. Uh-huh. So, but Ola in uh in high school he played ukulele, and yeah. I remember one of my first um interactions with Ola like uh my friend wayne introduced me to him and he's like oh check this out audreen he can play stars and stripes in any key that you want uh-huh. like, what that sounds amazing yeah. so and then you know like all it would show me stars and stripes and like f and g and c i was like that is so cool uh-huh. like, i can't I can't believe it i don't know if it was every key but just you just need to show me three different ones <laughs> yeah. and i was convinced you yeah. could do it in any key you know uh-huh. <laughs> but it was really cool so and um And he he was a, he was a senior while I was a freshman in high school. And uh, and they played at all the assemblies, and and me and uh, me and Kaniko were like, you know, they're gonna graduate, they're gonna need somebody to fill in that space, uh-huh, <laughs> you know, yeah. fill Let's in that spot. Next, yeah. yeah, we'll be the next. Olá and Kana. We we're gonna be so cool, and, and no, we were never as cool as, uh, <laughs> as either of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're like Olá is part of like I guess and Kana is is like they're they're part of the biggest reggae band on our island, which is <laughs> they're, they're called Revival. And, um, those two dudes with Evan as their drummer mm-hmm. is like the original three members of Revival. And Revival's gone through many, many, many changes, but those three original dudes are the guys, like the, the fathers of Revival. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hold a candle to, like, to live reggae music as, uh, as, as, Ola does. I mean, maybe with my own ukulele stuff, you know, maybe, but he's just so good. Like, Ola is such a great musician. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are ever on Kauai <clears throat> and Ola, He's playing somewhere on the island it's it's really a treat to go see him play he's he's amazing so shout out to olamat <laughs> mm-hmm. i think um
1: getting back to like rob
0: too
3: mm-hmm.
1: i think rob is like the type of person i i think who wants like to really understand how things work mm-hmm. before he like dives in and tries it for himself right mm-hmm. but reggae strum is like one of those things where you just gotta As a try feel. it yeah, a feel. yeah and it, it really it's Something you learn as you do it is not something that you can like read first and then be like, "Oh, I know th- all the mechanics and I can mm-hmm. feel." Like you gotta feel. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Like when you're saying skanking is like really it, that just means like the groove of the song. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. yeah.
2: the st- the skank also refers to the dance that you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's it really is a, like a a movement kind of <laughs> <based laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a feel. It's the groove. It's yeah. the movement. It's a dance.
1: Yeah. it's like it's. Uh, I think Adam Neely talked about mm-hmm. this. Like, where in Western music, uh, a lot of people they get the idea that I can learn all this theory and I can apply it to playing, and then I'll be good. Mm-hmm. But it's different for every culture. And in African music, like dancing is so ingrained in mm-hmm. their music itself yeah. that he said that if it, if they taught like African music instead of this like Western European centric mm-hmm. like style of music theory. You probably would have to take like dance classes instead of music theory classes, mm, right? To just get the groove. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, to, yeah. In to, order to play it correctly. To understand what this music means and what it feels like, right? Yeah. So I think like even you, you don't have to dance to reggae, but like really try to feel it in your mm. body. Cause <laughs> that, that's like, I mean, if you think about reggae music, they were making this music for dance halls, right? Oh. In like Jamaica and yeah. they're playing this music for dance halls in Jamaica. So. Uh, try and think about it like that, and really
0: like uh, feel it in your your gut. Feel it, <laughs> feel it in your body. You know, try yeah. and get that with yeah. every um musical genre. I feel like they have their own groove, like like swing and jazz. I mean, that's swing. You know, like that's that's like a whole groove by itself. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, it's now like accepted in music as like a as a you know as a feel like it's it's a word swing there's a swing to it mm-hmm. but back then like it's really straightforward notes you know when and yeah. uh, composers used to compose stuff but uh even like hawaiian music if people want to get into hawaiian you know like they can play the chords they can they can kind of play it and sing it and stuff but if you listen to like a uh a, a, like a hawaiian record you know maybe like sunday manoa or brothers casimero or um or any of the you know any of the big ones it's got that sway to it that like is indescribable it's so laid back and this like the hula sway i, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. maybe you know we should, should kind of call it but it's not necessarily a swing but there is a there's a certain laid-backness to yeah. Hawaiian music that, it, like, you, there's
2: like a lag, and then it's, yeah. it's kind of like there's, waves flowing, right? right. And they, there's a rush, and there's a lag, there's and a it's, rush
0: and a lag. Yeah, yeah it, you can really only feel it if you play with, you know, some like like a somebody who's been who's played for halal for a long time, mm-hmm. or you know, or or any of that, and because they don't think about the theory or or the counts, even yeah. you know, like yeah, it, it's just, just do. their own thing. Yeah, you it's, do it, it's you feel it out, and then mm-hmm.
2: it, yeah, even I mean even original like rock and roll mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that that term is based off of the movement that you make mm-hmm. right because like when you're dancing with a partner to mm-hmm. like the original rock and roll music mm-hmm. you are you're rocking, rocking. first mm-hmm. and then you roll roll to to um mm-hmm. switch mm-hmm. directions yeah yeah so mm-hmm. rock rock roll roll mm-hmm. and so that's why it's rock and roll music ah. yeah yeah Make sure that's right, or else you have to offer an apology yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next week. Yeah, allegedly. I'm well, just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. so, Jim, so. Will, Jim will probably correct me in the in the chat.
1: Next week, uh, Aaron will have to be in front of the camera. He'll be making the sad I'm face. I'm
2: sorry. Um, yeah.
1: I
0: made such a big mistake. All right. Uh, any questions?
1: Go ahead. Other questions? No, there, there's not any questions from the chat. And I think that was pretty much it.
0: Mm-hmm. We did have a student review. A song the song talk about student review. Wesley, and um, you know, uh, he submitted another another student review. He's you know, he's uh, his greatest hits uh, have been um, like you know, like classical music, but this time he he did um, "War Is Over" or something. Or no, yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah, that yeah, Christmas, Christmas song. song by John Lennon. No, Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, one of those Happy dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll listen to the Beatles. I think was, who is that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do. It's a joke. Just <laughs> let's okay? Before before people start saying stuff. Um <clears throat> so Wesley, you know this the uh you look like you're having fun. Let's just let's just straight off right off the bat. You look like you're 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 having a blast. You're, you know, um you're you're playing something that you're comfortable in uh, in 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 playing and I'm guessing you you know you like the tune. Um, some kind of technical stuff that, you know, that, that I do want to comment on, you know, you can, you can finger pick it. You don't have to like, um, anchor your pinky or whatever. That's, if that's what you want to do, that's, that's how you're going to do it. You look like, you know, you look like you're having a blast, like doing it that way it's it's totally fine you're getting the notes that's really all that you know all that matters um, make sure that you keep it nice and clean on the left side because especially when you're doing bar chords because it seems like there is still a little bit of muting you know that was that was going on on the left hand I don't know if that's like nerves too because it's seeing you seem a little bit nervous but you did look like you're having fun you know um, and the strum. Um, once again, you know, it, if, if you like to kind of strum that way, you're all good, but then, uh, make sure, you know, if, if you do want to work on it, uh, get the twist because you're not necessarily twisting your wrist. You're doing this thing where you're kind of, yeah, playing. Extending. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And it just like, it seems like you're kind of, you know, it's twisting your wrist, but it's just really a twist to here. And then you're going down like this. So that's kind of what it looks like. Okay. But instead you should kind of, you know, twist the wrist and point to yourself. Like the thumb should go all the way up here. I didn't you know in the video, your thumb maybe went as far as here, pointing that way. So you're not getting the full twist on that up on that upstrum. Because for the upstrum, at the ending of my upstrum is right here. So see where the mark pointer finger is? My thumb is already kind of pointed that way. You know? So if your thumb made it here. So technically if you were doing it <clears throat> like um Kind of how we taught it with the twist, you would only reach up to the E string, you know, but what, what you did was kind of did this and then went back down like that. So that's why, like, it's fine, you know, but, um, it, later on, you're going to want to twist your wrist to get, uh, to get different, um, Rhythms and, and really separating those nice and, nice and clean because this is not as consistent as this because this is going to be a, um, uh, pendulum, you know, cause we're going for up and then down, up and then down. But here you're kind of going at a halfway point and then going back down. So it's kind of like a pendulum going maybe halfway and then going straight back, you know, instead of making the full round and using the swing. So it's like using your, uh, your, the, the swing of your wrist and the natural kind of movement, but instead you're, you're doing this and it's relying on, you know, on your, on your hand going like, up and down this way and not relying on a natural swing of your wrist instead you know but like i said totally fine it'll work if it works for you then that's that's all good but for the most part there's um you know there are ways so that it can be a lot more consistent but if you're playing for fun doesn't matter <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah so, most most people are playing for themselves yeah, at home yeah. these days so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> as long as uh mm-hmm. you're making music yeah, expressing yourself. Yeah, I, that's probably the most important part. Right, you know, right now people yeah, expressing just, themselves, especially in with that way. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like
0: it's uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it was John Lennon. It was John Lennon. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <But> <laughs> Paul Paul McCartney was that. uh <laughs> Was it wonderful Christmas time? The oh, one yeah. that you don't like. <laughs>
0: it's just the worst
2: (laughs) uh, that and hello
0: goodbye those two songs I mean like gosh you guys have written some of the greatest songs
2: of all time and then you come up with those two songs did did you lose internet uh, oh
0: oh, yeah you did oh what happened Uh, are we still recording No, should we just kind of yeah I just keep talking we're still recording Uh, yeah seriously those two songs I mean the people who brought us you know like great songs (laughs) have also brought us hello goodbye which is the you know a song about um (laughs) that contradictions but like just opposites you say goodbye and i say hello 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 you say goodbye and i say hello (laughs) like that's that's seriously the whole song (laughs) like that's the entire song i'm like what what happened and the thing is it's super catchy (laughs) it's like a catchy song but lyrics wise it's like guys you could have done better than that you know yeah, Talk about food, maybe. That works for some people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the Beatles, but like the people who say like, oh, every song from the Beatles is a, a hit. It's a banger. I'm like, I don't know. They, they had <laughs> some that, They had some that I, I'm kind of like, oh, I'll pass. I'll skip on that one. I'll go yes, to the next simply.
0: one. Simply having a wonderful christmas time we're gonna repeat this chorus 20 times right at the end and you go crazy
1: (laughs) isn't that version that um uh, i'm not sure oh it's starting now okay Mm -hmm. isn't that version that wesley played isn't that uh by like an arrangement by yo-yo ma and Hmm. jake or something maybe for yo-yo ma's christmas album i think yeah maybe yeah, <laughs> he did like a Christmas album, and it's mm. like Christmas with friends or something. Mm. And I think Jake
0: was on it too. So yeah, it's, uh-huh. you know. But uh, I was kind of using the original as a reference. I I didn't know that. No, I did, I did know that, but I didn't think about it when I was watching Wesley's uh, Wesley's cover of it.
1: Yeah, cool. I, I was yeah, just I saying it. that. Like, uh, if you want to listen to probably the mm. version that's closer to what Wesley's playing, mm-hmm. that's probably it. But. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: so. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if you're a Jake fan, you know, like just watch, uh, and with with anything, if you watch a lot of the, you know, a lot of the technique that like these higher level players do, then you'll kind of understand and see why we always try to tell people, remind people to like twist the wrist and do all these things, you know, like um, anchor your pinky or, or like and, and things like that, because you, you watch these like amazing players, and there's reasons why why to do it that way, you know, but you're having fun that's that's more important (laughs) that's more important i don't want it to be like we're correcting you so much you stop having fun with it totally like totally not the case it's just that you know we we see it and we have to kind of you know have to make a comment
1: right Mm yeah i I also think that some people have a hard time learning Mm -hmm. things unless they go through like the whole process themselves so Mm -hmm. there are like some people who need to you know there's, I don't know. There's not a wrong way to learn things, mm-hmm. but there is definitely a, a less efficient way. Mm-hmm. And I see some people who they have to figure it out for themselves that oh, this is less efficient, and that's why I should be doing that. Yeah. yeah before or, they're like fully the convinced. The reason why yeah, you to, do that yeah. is so
2: that you can do this other thing later.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because because I guess and I guess the reason why people don't learn that is because it's like oh it meets my needs for now so i don't yeah which is fine just totally cool Mm -hmm. yeah
2: like i played the e chord with all four fingers for (laughs) yeah years yeah yeah. just years until i was finally able to bend that ring finger enough to Mm -hmm. the point where it cleared the Mm -hmm. a string yeah
0: Yeah, yeah or like west montgomery you know like um it's like who, Joe, just go play with your uh, play with your thumb. And he's like, oh, I just I just play with my thumb. I was like, what? why why wouldn't you use a pick or your other fingers? He's like, oh well, I wanted to be quiet, so when I'm practicing, I'm using my thumb. Yeah. And it works for me. And then I just got <laughs> really good at yeah. that. <laughs> so you know, I mean, you're not about to tell that guy that he's doing something. You know, he's doing something wrong or whatever. So, uh-huh. but yeah, there we go. Kahat questions from the audience? No.
1: Uh yeah, we had um mm-hmm. so Jim. I don't know.
0: It, it, I think he was just commenting. Uh, about uh, what what he what say now? It, it's <laughs> kind of... Rock and roll? <laughs> is he correcting Aaron?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind mm. of... I I kind of don't understand what he's trying to ask. Mm. So he said... Um, say it
0: word for word. Okay. So
1: somebody <laughs> earlier in right. the, the chat mentioned the upstream and having uh-huh. trouble with it. Yes. So he said, uh, Kevin mentioned the upstream. So with a high G... There is not much difference in the chord when strummed up or down compared to a low G. Uh, Is it about the accent on the chord or within the chord, i.e. the top or bottom string, which in the high G is not the bottom string?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, like I, the lowest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I get what you're, where, where you're, where you're coming from. What you're trying to say and so Is it? It's more prominent. I, I would say that it's more noticeable and more prominent in low G because you know, obviously, that's it's gonna be a low note on the way, you know, way down as it is in the way up, and it doesn't really make you know make too much of a difference if you're staying down here, you know, with your uh with, with your chords. But once you get up. You know, up the up the strings, it really makes a, you know makes a difference. You know, as a high G player myself, if I'm going to play something like um, uh, Guap Jam, for example, you know, like if, if I'm doing that and if I'm strumming, I need to make sure that it's that you know that kind of up strum or or uh, down strum, where I'm avoiding the top string because I really want that that melody line to come out. Whereas if I did mostly down strums. you're hearing that, you know? Whereas, no. where I'm really trying to just do the down strums on the last two strings instead of the full down strum because I'm trying to avoid this. I would do the same thing with the low G if I'm playing, you know, if I'm playing that song. Um, or if I'm, you know, playing, uh, i made an arrangement called uh, schizophrenic snowflakes back in back in my first album and, uh, and it goes like and that's all the you know the melody lines on the a string whereas I'm droning the G up here if I you know if I strum uh, down full with with the with the, uh, with the G in mine then you it really wouldn't have that same effect with sound like this. where I just want this to drone, but I want the notes to come out. So I'm going to be uh, playing those notes and skipping the top string. So it goes like this. Um, so I'm only really hitting the G in between the uh, the melody line notes. So it goes... Uh, that's what I want to hear. Is that on the E string? So it goes like this. So it gets more prominent as you go up here, whereas because it's a uh, it's a high G, and we use this a lot for uh, for ghost notes, and it makes you know chords like uh, like playing D. I don't have to full play the full D up here. You know, if I had the low the low G in there, I don't got to worry about it. I can just kind of play this, you know. And if I did the down strum with uh you know with with that G in mind, then it's really gonna stick out like a sore you know like a sore thumb. But um doing the up strum makes a big difference than doing it with the, with the down strum. You hear it? Yeah. So to answer your question, I, I don't know if it's some kind of like low G is better, you know, that kind of question, because you have this difference between the down and the up. It's you know they're, they both have their um their their advantages and disadvantages because as a if I were to play low G, I wouldn't be too comfortable playing up here because that low G is going to be like blaring you know, yeah. So
2: yeah, it's just um you just have to be aware of mm-hmm. what you're playing and and uh, within the song what chords you're playing yeah. and then adjust accordingly based on mm-hmm. whether you're playing low yeah. or high G. I think. Um... People
1: try techniques like this too, and they worry so much about, uh, missing one string or like, I can't hit that string that like you can kind of hear it in their playing. They're worrying more about that. And with these types of this type of technique, or even like, uh, we filmed a solo and then you showed like, Oh, these are the main notes you want to hit. But then when you're playing it, you would often hit like, the E and the A string, you know, yeah. when the, the melody is on the A string. A lot of times with these techniques, like you're going to try and aim for like one hitting one string or like really highlighting one string, mm-hmm. but you know, you're not always going to get it. And you're going to hit like two or three strings mm-hmm. and being comfortable with like hitting it and then moving on is like a big part of the technique too. Is like this technique isn't necessarily supposed to be like, Oh, you're, you're playing super clean. It's like you're getting as much. You're trying to be as good as you can, but mm-hmm. you're not always gonna, you know, miss the G string, or you're not always gonna hit the strings that you want every single time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Is yeah. is, and it's, it always comes back to like, does it sound okay? <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. if it sounds all right, then you could do all mm-hmm. the wrong things, and and mm-hmm. it, it, as long as it comes off sounding okay, mm-hmm. then you just you can keep doing that stuff, and, and yeah. then once you get to the point where it's like. Oh, well, that one didn't sound good. Mm -hmm. Then you change up your whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing, your technique or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I bet if you asked like professional players to look at themselves playing live or whatever, Mm -hmm. they could point out all the things like of themselves that like, oh, I didn't like Mm -hmm. how I played this part or this part wasn't Mm -hmm. as clean as it could be. But then uh, you as a listener, probably listening, you probably like, I didn't notice that. Like I didn't pick it out. So, yeah.
0: And more so now, like um, with with some of the newer stuff that I'm writing, I'm really considering the uh, the hygiene in there. Like, um, mm-hmm. and because uh, last you know uh, maybe not last year, but this um, excuse me, this past year, I was uh, working on some campanellas in in uh, in my spare time, in my free time, and now like I'm kind of writing you know, some music that's not based on it, but utilizing that technique when when I can. Because um mm-hmm. I have the high G. Back then I was just kind of using it as a you know as a drone, not really having too much of a use other than like with pull-offs and, and stuff and, and being comfortable at the neck. But now they're actually, you know, being put into my melody lines, which is, I'm I'm really stoked about. Mm-hmm. But not, you know, I I not saying that you can't do that with, with the low G. You definitely can use you know the the low g in uh in in your melody lines which which I do I think the last um songwriting challenge that we did I uh, I used that low g a lot and that's mm-hmm. why I I think I brought my uh, my other ukulele just to play that one tune yeah. so really it's just it's apples and oranges you know yeah and people who say like oh this is better yeah or this is, is like ah. yeah see i can do this and you can't then you can't do <laughs> that that. Yeah. so it's not that's not the mentality it should just be like well there's some things that i can do on this and there's some things that i can do on that thing. Yeah, yeah and it's just, or, you can think of it as two different instruments almost Yeah, you know? uh-huh. it's the same but it's like yeah. sound wise and approach as a you know as a writer and as a um mm-hmm. as a singer even like it's going to be Two different, um, yeah. you know, two different instruments. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's like a hammer and a ball peen hammer. it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. like that more you use it for different things. A, yeah,
1: there's like a specified purpose. Use uh-huh. it for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why, like, uh, the guitar collectors, like they, uh, people ask them, like, oh, why do you have so much guitars? Mm-hmm. And if they're a player, why do you too? ask
0: so much questions? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: get off my back. But like, I've heard like guitar players the guitar players slash collectors say like Mm -hmm. well each guitar lets me play differently Mm -hmm. and it kind of forces me to play differently you know each guitar has a quirk Mm -hmm. that lets like it's like oh with this guitar i don't really want to play like like this anymore i want to play more of
2: like a bluesy style Mm -hmm. or i want to play more of this style yeah the instrument like if you're if you're well versed in different types of music music the instrument kind of draws out almost right Mm -hmm. like you you hear it you play it and you hear it and it's like oh and then you just feel (laughs) like playing Uh different like a different type of music on a certain Mm -hmm. type of instrument
1: i think the more uh the more like uh the more experienced you are and then the more uh you have experience with other instruments like you go into a music shop and you see other instruments or you get to play other ukuleles and stuff you'll get that feeling you'll like you'll Mm -hmm. find out like oh yeah like this this ukulele like Kind of want it because it makes me play like this, you Mm -hmm. know, this certain way, or it it invokes this feeling within me that I I don't have with uh, all my other ukuleles, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's totally understand, like. That's why people have UAS, you know, like, yeah. <laughs>
2: like but I play this. The song sounds so much better. On this. U- <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's one reason why some people have UAS. Yeah. <laughs> there are there, other reasons, but I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: And then there are like, there are guitar collectors who aren't players, right? Who yeah. just have guitars and they're just, just like, I just like how they look. So I have some of the most expensive guitars in the world. Mm. And I put them in a case is like, oh, that guitar yeah. should be played. <laughs> please play that guitar. Should oh. be played. Yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody's different. Open the case and play it. Take it out of the case, please. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's crying. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I think I've talked about my friend Jason and how his uh, his dad, you know, um, BB. He, he's uh he's one of the guys who play around here with the blonde blonde boys and stuff. And he's okay. got like Gibsons from like the sixties and seventies. Oh, but, but he, he but plays them all. He does. play them. Yeah, he them. does yeah. play them all. It was like so. It's it's not one of those like oh like look I've been crying since the sixties. I haven't been playing. But it's like he does play. He, he them, does. Yeah. He does play. But it, that's not what he reaches for. He reaches for this. Uh, what is that one? I don't. I forgot what it's called. But it's like a guitar that you you like. Flip the switch and it's like a bunch of different um, uh, effects. Like you flip the switch and it's like low D, you know, oh, like, really? two, like it drop D, and then uh, you flip the switch again, something like that. That's, that's not the robot guitar from Gibson no, that changes the tuning. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's it's like this this knob that you just like you turn it. And then it adds like, you know, effects to your effects to your guitar. Really? It's yeah, like it's pretty
2: cool. MIDI guitar? Maybe. I, was... I don't
0: know. I, I haven't jammed with him in a long time, but that's like what he grabs all the time. Because, uh-huh. And that's what he gigs with because I guess like if he's going to. You know, play a show like a two-hour yeah, show. it's all yeah, all guitars in one stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has he has chorus, and it doesn't have to. You know, it doesn't have to carry pedals or interesting. So that's the one he reaches for. Now
2: Cahai but... is gonna have to find it and <laughs> put it in the show notes. Yeah, because I was
0: like, you know, I I went to go jam with him, and it was a long time ago. And I just got my Telecaster, and uh-huh. I want to kind of like show him like, hey, I got this like this awesome Telecaster because I'm a big fan of uh, of Beck. Not the band, the anime. Because <laughs> we're cool here, no one's doing this. <laughs> So because we're, we're cool, uh, yeah. And the the main guy in back plays a uh, a white Stratocaster or yellow Stratocaster. So telecaster, sorry, telecaster, a yellow. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> master, son. Oh, gosh, well, you're gonna <laughs>
1: next. You're gonna tell me that he doesn't play an SG or a jazz master?
3: Oh, <laughs>
0: gosh. Well, he also plays a falcon, uh, you know, in the uh, in, in the show. But anyway, that's irrelevant. <laughs> um, I brought it, and you know, I was just kind of staring at his like. It's almost like a like a like a stable of guitars. You know, he's got one mm-hmm. of those like big like long guitar racks that he just like put, yeah. puts down and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like so envious, and I'm like, let's jam and. I thought he was going to reach for like the 50s or like the 60s Gibson uh-huh. cuz that's, you know, that's what I would reach for yeah. right? if he's like, "Okay, let's go. Jam, pick pick one of the guitars." That go for that, but no, he went for this like kind of newer like You don't remember what it looked like or what it, what don't uh, brand? Um I don't. It looked like it's not an Ibanez, but it's kind of that style. Oh, okay. It's not like a Tele with like the smooth you know with a smooth body or uh-huh. uh, not tell you but stratocaster with a smooth body it's kind of got harder edges yeah, to it I don't know what it's called
1: like more of one of those like rock guitars
0: or modern yeah kind of yeah style like guitars. modern style guitars and um yeah and it was just like can I can I pick up the fifties? <laughs> yeah, like you're Les not gonna Paul, play yeah, it, then. Yeah, if yeah. You're not gonna play it. I'd like to play that Les Paul. That Les Paul is like thirty grand or forty grand uh-huh. or something ridiculous. Did,
1: <laughs> did you see the original? Uh, there's like a video that um, what is his name? Rob Scallon did mm-hmm. on the original Les Paul. No, and the original Les Paul. I think Les Paul <laughs> made it out of um, timber from uh, train yard. Hmm. So it was just a long. It wasn't <laughs> in the shape of a guitar. It was just like a long stick. That's crazy. With the the pickups in them. Yeah. And they said that they're playing it, and I, I want to say they called it like, or they they called it, he's like scrap wood guitar or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at, he made that, and he made that before anybody else made like electric guitars. He mm. was he had that, and he was playing around with it. And then it was only when Fender came out with their first electric guitars Mm -hmm. that Gibson was like, "Okay, call Les Paul back and tell him (laughs) to bring," because he was like adamant about like, "I want to make this electric guitar for you guys." And they were like, "No, nobody's gonna buy it. Nobody plays those types (laughs) of guitars. Everybody's playing this." And he's like, "No, I swear, people are gonna want to play this." And Uh it was only when Fender, like, they're like, "Oh, we'll make an electric guitar." They didn't take his design. They're just like. Well, we'll did, make one then. Did their and then Gibson was like, "Okay, call him back. I guess we got to do it." <laughs>
0: the first is the no-caster, like that first um yeah, fender that they that they put out. Cuz uh, apparently oh, oh, oh. um
1: uh uh, uh Fender mm. and um Les Paul were friends. Mm. Like all like and there's somebody else too. They were all friends. Mm. And Les Paul like he showed it to them. and mm. He's like, "Guys, check this out." Yeah. And they're like, "Whoa, that's really weird." But then Fender, like, "That's weird, but I can, I can make something <laughs> like that," you know?
0: So. Yeah, he's a, he is a great musician, Les Paul. But then he was, mm-hmm. he was an even better like electrician, like or just a guy who was into pickups and, oh, like, yeah. and creating stuff like that, you know? He was a, but he know, wasn't like tr- a
1: trained electrician. yeah. No, he no. just like he took things and he's like, "I want this. Can you yeah, guys like put yeah, it yeah. together for me?" <laughs> they're like,
0: "Okay, yeah, sure, yeah." um as you you may have noticed a uh, black jar in the background (laughs) here so i did i did share my turkey recipe two weeks ago (laughs) when when i was not sleeping (laughs) like uh, on, on the thursday now this is the prize so because i lost about a week of my life um we're going to extend the um the, the songwriting challenge for one more week. I know we're supposed to like show our songs this week, but I wasn't even aware of anything until you know just a few days ago <laughs> so <laughs> now this is going to be the prize for uh for people who send in their submissions so this is the the one that I was talking about last uh, last time that I was here. this is the Lilikoi butter let's just do a close up on this awesome piece of jo- <laughs> piece of sweet sweet lilikoi butter so this is lilikoi butter this is what i use for the turkey recipe that i do so if you mix this if you uh hook your turkey and right at the uh right at the end just slather some of this on there and um and and just kind of let it caramelize over you get a nice you know lilikoi butter coating to your turkey and then the drippings from that you can uh you can take that kind of sweet salty drippings and um and, and add it to you know a uh a one of those McCormick um, gravy, like instant gravies, and phew, man, it's bomb. It's pretty bomb. It's pretty bomb. Jenna, so or however, however you make, however you make, however you want to make it, or if you have your own gravy recipe or whatever, uh, add, you know or if you don't want to use that use this to make a turkey you can just put this on some toast and it's, it's ridiculous this is going to change someone's life <laughs> I was just saying before the show started I'm very excited and we're going to give this away to somebody who writes a song for this uh, this upcoming songwriting challenge that we have oh. Kahai remind us what that challenge was
1: uh, it was to write a song based off of uh, thankful jive turkey thankful jive turkey so um but like uh, next, so next week we'll bring in our songs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the following week is actually Thanksgiving. Mm. So we probably won't be here. Mm. So should we say that the deadline for them and we'll pick a winner on mm-hmm. um, December 3rd? Sure. Yeah. And that, that'll that give them plenty sure. of time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, maybe not for this year. <laughs> or, no, well, this expires in March. But, uh, yeah, if you want to make any kind of roast whatever thing, you can always use this or just put it on some bread. It's amazing. It's yeah. it's good stuff. Or if, you know, you're roasting a chicken or, or anything like that, this lilikoi butter. I, I know we mentioned, like, anti-lilicoy, but this this is the one. This is the it's Rolls Royce of lilikoi butter. All right? So we're going to give this away to a... Uh, and how will we give this away? Is if you submit a um a song for the songwriting challenge, um, we take all the people who submit you know submitted a song and we pick a random person from that and that's who we send that to. That's really it. All you got to do is write a song. It doesn't have to be like the best of the bunch or whatever. It's just we just like people submitting stuff. So yep. write your song, submit it to us, and uh, you're entered to win that. Awesome piece of jar. <laughs> it's great though. I should have bought two. I don't have one in my house right now.
3: <laughs>
0: it is. Yeah, that is. I think
1: I. I also found like when we mentioned that mm-hmm. I linked to Anti Lilicoi, but I think I also found that brand too. Oh, yeah? So if
0: yeah, it's Liko Lehua. This e- is. It's made in Hawaii. It's uh, it's in the Big Island, so it's it's legit. So if you guys go to uh, Liko dot com, that's where you can find this. Mm-hmm. But
1: i think you can even mm-hmm. find it on amazon but it's just like a well, yeah. little bit more pricey Oof, so i bet <laughs> yeah but well, yeah you want to try stuff yeah yeah i i like i i was saying uh on the week that we mentioned that mm-hmm. that actually my favorite lilikoi thing is lilikoi mustard mm-hmm. and that's from yeah, anti lilikoi mm-hmm. and that yeah that is like almost good with any sandwich, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah, they uh, they use that on uh, on puka dogs. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so
0: puka dogs here on on Koi. Wow.
1: I think Rob was asking about that because he actually yeah. got to try yeah puka dogs. Yeah, what yeah. yeah, so, yeah. When, when, he when he was here, he was
0: here. Mm. right on. So bam, Likoi butter. Yeah. <laughs> so I want it. <laughs> <laughs> we have
1: a we have another question sure. in the chat. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so Angie asks, um, uh, how long did it take for your ring middle finger? to bend back enough to play the e chord
2: with two fingers. Mm. Um not, for, for me it was
0: years yeah, that's right what away. I was men-
2: men- mentioning earlier.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to make like oh I just put my thing there, just there. No, <laughs> like it, it took a long time to. So don't be discouraged if you're not getting it right away. It's it's a very much a muscle memory thing. You know, you kind of have to train your, you know, train your fingers to to bend that that way i don't know the exact you know the exact amount of time that i took i know it was a while because uh um, i didn't even know you know what an e was until at least my second year of playing ukulele you know yeah because uh you don't we don't necessarily play keys that would be an e or maybe that's why we didn't have songs that was an e because not everyone could play e on the on the ukulele but uh, i think we mentioned last week or the week before uh, or the last time or the time before that uh, we used to have these binders full of uh like printed out um, music from the internet and that's kind of our like ukulele fake book that we used to pass around and none i mean maybe, maybe not none but not a lot of those songs were you know were an e or had the e chord in it mm-hmm. so it was it was really rare um so I don't even think I did it in my second year of playing ukulele. So don't feel don't feel bad. But if you do need some advice on uh, on E, my best advice and what I've found to be useful advice is to. Take the first knuckle on your finger, see that knuckle right there, and see if you can aim that on the E string because if you aim that knuckle on the E string and using that knuckle to hold down that string, your finger naturally, you know, can can naturally make way. Uh, Let's see here. Put it right there. Ah, my pointer finger out. There. So if you just kind of bend it a little bit, it'll naturally make way for that A string. To be okay so if you get that knuckle on the uh, on the e string it's a tough angle for me to come to me to show oh yeah there yeah mm-hmm. so that e right there Whoa. so if you're if you aim that knuckle on the e string and just kind of slap bracelet your way on the c and g string so you know like i'll slap bracelets they kind of like wrap around like this that's what it's going to do so you're going to use that that knuckle and that um that top part of your finger is just going to like kind of wrap to go on your g and c strings on the fourth fret okay and then um lift up so instead of lifting up what well, you want to think about taking your uh, taking your wrist and moving it forward a little bit okay as you plant that knuckle on the e string fourth fret move your wrist forward because if you move your wrist forward with that, with that knuckle down, that naturally lifts that up. Okay, so you don't have to think about your your ring finger as its own thing, and you're just lifting just that. You know, maybe your your fingers are not used to doing that quite yet. It will, you know, as as you do it and as the finger remembers the uh, the, the muscle memory to do that. Now, uh, just bar with the pointer finger on the uh, on the second fret, and you should be all good. Okay. Not saying that it's like that's it. It's easy. Everybody can just whatever. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like that's, follow these steps, and you'll do it. It'll take up. It'll take some time. You know, the more you work on it, the better it'll get. And um, if you train your your fingers to do it, it'll it'll get there.
1: That's another technique where you shouldn't uh, try and aim for like the cleanest E chord mm-hmm. when you're starting off. Like mm-hmm. when you start off, you're probably gonna mute that A string, and that's mm-hmm. like just. Play if you can play the top the G C E string mm-hmm. with E, yeah, like nobody's gonna notice you muting the A string. Like if mm-hmm. you're playing along to a song or you're playing along to a big group, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna call out and be like, Hey, I hear you're muting the A string. You gotta <laughs> okay. I, I can really tell. It's like, yeah. no, it's it's and like if we're being honest, like when I play guitar, that uh that E chord on guitar is like a B chord or an A chord. Mm-hmm. And I think for most songs that I play with an A chord, like I, you know, I, I tried to play the chord correct, but I'm more worried about like what chords coming up or, mm. you know, like my being able to play the whole song with, by playing that. So I don't really care if I'm muting, you know, one or two strings for a song. Like it's more important to me that I play the whole, I can play the whole song through than it's like, oh, am I really playing this chord as mm-hmm. cleanly as I can? Cause yeah. Yeah, when when it, when you're playing whole chords, nobody really pays attention. If you're like <laughs> yeah. strumming whole yeah. chords, nobody's like really calling out one one or two strings.
0: And like through the private lessons, I've I've seen you know like people were having a hard time with the uh, with the bar chord because you gotta get the bar chord down before you can get that e and um a lot of people tend to have their wrists like you know in in front and they have this this bad bend oh yeah there it is this bad bend on the wrist if you have this bad bend on your wrist um and you know i've been playing for years and i i can't even get that you know that b minor down like uh correctly with with my wrist this way my wrist is always straight here And once again, I'm going to use the slap bracelet thing. You know, I'm using the the big knuckle, so the second knuckle of my pointer finger, and then putting that down here. And I'm letting the slap bracelet just kind of wrap around into that chord. And notice that my wrist is nice and straight. Because if, if it was not straight, if it was this, then just like how we did with the E, you know, with the E chord, it's going to lift up on that A string. So because you have your wrist kind of, this way, it's letting go on the grip on the A string. That's how you get that noise. So if you if you're playing your bar chord and you're not quite hearing the A string, it's because your uh, you know your hand is a little bit forward. So bring that hand back and uh, or wrist. Bring that wrist back and let you know let the um, focus on the bottom. So don't focus on uh, the bar going from top to bottom, going going like this. Do from the bottom. Because it, the bottom is the hardest, uh, the hardest string to get correct than it is the top. The top is not too bad, you know? And another thing that I'm seeing is a lot of people, like, um, doing it too high. So if you have your, your finger all the way up here, while it works, it's not, you know, it's not the best way to hold that because the, you know, the big kind of fleshy part right here underneath the big knuckle, uh, can, you know, you'll run into some, some muting problems with with that as well so use the knuckle so right about i'm gonna make an indentation of my finger so you can see exactly what i'm talking about there it is so the uh right there is the the indentation on my finger so right there so that's where the uh the string should be this is my knuckle it's right there and it wraps around and gets up top there
3: yeah
1: Something that like uh, we were talking to one student in uh, the one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. and he was like pinching the cord mm-hmm, and he was like really pinching and he was saying like well I can get it to sound good when I pinch yeah. but when I offset my thumb it doesn't sound mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I think what people don't realize is they, they think pinching is like a effective use of mm-hmm. the force of their hand but if you really think about it like when you pinch something you're putting. You're only putting pressure right here and here. Yeah. But if you offset it, it's more of like a sw- a, a seesaw, mm-hmm. and you're you're applying pressure to both sides to really like. It's mm-hmm. almost like you're trying to turn yeah, the whole turn neck something. of the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and like if you like even. If you just hold it up by like barring, mm-hmm. and you hold it with your thumb in the the back and kind of offset, mm-hmm. it'll actually make the ukulele like tilt towards you instead of just standing mm-hmm. straight up yeah. and down. Like, yeah. So by
2: doing that, can, the like the body is pressing more into yeah. you, right? The body of the ukulele okay. is pressing more yeah. into you.
1: Like if you if you just held it up like completely just by that, like you can have you can actually physically see like the ukulele. Mm. Like, it will not be straight up and down. It will be tilted towards
0: you. It should yeah. be, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, tilted. So now, um, that's that's another thing, too. Like, uh, if you're holding, it goes back into the fundamentals of holding your ukulele. If you're hold your, holding your ukulele correct, there should be kind of, like, this forward, um, you know, movement on on your ukulele. Naturally, it wants to go forward. Um, you, you don't have to pinch it so that you get that bar chord. I can get a bar chord by just placing my pointer finger here and using my right forearm as a counterbalance to bring it back here. I'm getting a nice clean same thing. Here's my big knuckle. I'm putting it underneath the, uh, the a uh, little bit lower than the fretboard itself. It's not on, it's not on the fretboard. Just make sure this is not on the fretboard. Um, I'm using that. My thumb is back here. As you can see, it's not supporting it. And still getting a nice clean sound from that uh, from that bar. So this doesn't have to be what's you know what you're using to hold that chord in place or to get you know get a grip on that chord. It doesn't. You don't need your thumb. Your thumb is just there to keep it stable, really. But your thumb is not the uh, the pressure. It's your pointer finger kind of pushing it back. And you're not putting too much pressure that you're pushing it all the way back here. It's just enough pressure to put it into place. So I still have that triangle that we talked about in holding your ukulele. So the triangle here, my uh, my left forearm, my body, and my ukulele, it's got that nice triangle still. Get the stand up. Stand up for your right so I can even just, like, let go and then put it down, like, with just without, you know, using the thumb. But using the thumb, just make sure that it's nice and consistent and stable.
1: Yeah, like, if you're playing that song again with your thumb, yeah, that B minor chord would probably sound a lot cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. But even now, you're playing it, like, with just your pointer finger mm-hmm. and you're getting by. So I think mm-hmm. the wrong preconception that people have is, like... I have to master chords before I can play the songs with the chords in them. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you can Mm -hmm. do both at the same time, play the song and Mm -hmm. play the chord as best as you can. Mm -hmm. But if you're messing up on like one or two strings or even three strings, if you can only get one string, Mm -hmm. it's like the more you play the song, the better you'll get at holding those chords. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't let it hold you back from being like, oh, but I I can't play the song because I can't play bar chords. It's like
2: Or one of the chords in the song, just play it. Yeah, play, right, play yeah, all the chords right.
1: that you can. And then the chords that are giving you a hard time by playing that song with that mm-hmm. chord and trying to hold the chord the
0: way it shows, mm-hmm. you'll get better at it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's a hard chord to, yeah. to hold, even if, you know, things are, uh, things are muffled already uh, or, or, or something, yeah. you can just, just try it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it will yeah, be get better. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think that's the thing that a lot of people do. Right. And they, mm-hmm. they it's like you play a chord, it gives you a hard time and you're like, i can only really hear like one string but then the like you know a week later it's like well i'm getting like two strings and then it'll be like three four and then it'll be like oh i I can before you know it is like i don't know i don't really feel like people are like wow this is a breakthrough i made a breakthrough with like figuring out how to hold the e chord in one day Mm -hmm. it's like no it just takes time and your body gets used to it and you figure out how to kind of curve your body to mm-hmm. be able to hold those shapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you'll like one day you'll be like, this E chord, it's sounding pretty good. And yeah. it sounds like that A string isn't muffled. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I'm doing it right. You know, it yeah. won't, it won't be like just you spend one day and you get it immediately yeah
2: i think yeah. that that's like definitely on target because when i say that it took me like years in order to hold the e chord like mm-hmm. i think i could do it like some of the time mm-hmm. but i was never confident enough to actually like play in front of people mm-hmm. and like la- i make sure that i was gonna land it every time that mm-hmm. i had to so i just like just- defaulted to the four finger method mm-hmm. but at some point i made that transition where mm-hmm. like Oh, well, I could do it because yeah. it makes going to the next chord easier. Yeah. So I'll yeah. I'll like mm. I can do it now pretty consistently mm. and so I was able to do it in front of people. Do you still do the forefinger? Sometimes if it yeah. if it benefits, you know, going to the, the chord, next chord, I see, I see, that's, then I will.
1: That's kind of what we were saying in the other week too, right? Like just because you learn something new doesn't mean you have to throw away your yeah. old way of yeah. doing it. Yeah. You always have it in your mm-hmm. back pocket and yeah, I find that I'll play power chords like on songs that you might you know like might not call for parkour, but it's like yeah. parkour it out. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Why do you play parkour? It's like, well, I can play the full bar chord and I can play for thirty minutes, or mm-hmm. I can play a power chords and I can play for an extra an hour. You know, yeah, yeah. so
0: it's like I kind of want to take the extra hour to play. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, that with that with that said, um, my last thing is you know from from all this stuff that we're talking about, really is just just like. What is that one Hawaiian saying, Hawaiian ukulele or guitar saying, where you just press? What is that? <laughs> How does that saying go? I think I it's like
1: uh, just just hold it down, or <laughs> yeah, just uh, just, or
0: just like the old people put the old put your finger down, say,
1: something like that. Yeah. Just
0: just put it down, just hold it. <laughs> I think it's called just hold it. Something about just pressing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, just hold. I think that's it. Just hold it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you folks next time have a great one tomorrow we have a little friday live jam we're going back you know back to our regularly scheduled programming after this we have one-on-one coaching if you have not watched it we do have a brand new lesson and play along available on our play along channel and the lesson itself is available here on ukuleleunderground.com. if you're listening to this thank you so much for downloading the thursday live lesson check out ukuleleunderground.com and sign up for uu plus to take your ukulele playing to the next level um november lessons are open so if you want to sign up for private lessons uh, in the month of november it's 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 totally open now and on mondays we go all the way up until 4 p.m hawaii standard time so i'm opening up you know like an an hour later even it was like 9 to 12 and then it became 9 to 3 now it's 9 to 4 because it's Mm. like you know help as much people as possible uh so on sunday i yeah. think the solo is coming out Ooh, it should be coming out. yes i i just got an email from somebody saying like i really like the uu plus solos you know i don't know if you guys discontinued it so for that person bam yeah. you wishes kahai's
2: command. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And then um, It was
2: mainly because we couldn't film yeah, um,
0: during the, uh, the the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. couldn't get close mm. and get personal. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Um D, do, uh, do you also want to talk about next week that
0: next week there's no, no there Oh, is. oh, next week. Oh, okay. Next week on the 19th at 10 o'clock Hawaii Standard Time, I'm going to be on, uh, Ukulele Friends of Hawaii or Ukulele Friends Hawaii. Check them out on Facebook. It's, um, we talk about those guys here all the time, which is Brian Talentino to junior Jake Shimabukuro, asa you know from uh, all those kamaka dudes all those like and there's Kan dudes there's Craig Chi you know that that's on there Brittany Paiva is on there as well if I miss anybody I'm sorry I'm trying there's a lot of them <laughs> you know like but uh it's it's awesome it's a great um, it's a great thing they, they do it I believe um every Thursday or every Monday and Thursday it just depends um this month they they had um uh Chris Fuchigami you know that was on uh, uh I'm going to be on there. It's going (laughs) to be fun. So this coming November 19th, 10 a.m. Hawaii Standard Time on their Facebook. So look up on Facebook, Ukulele Friends of Hawaii, and uh, I will be chatting up with some of these um, amazing ukulele legends. So I'm super stoked, very excited, and I hope I don't, you know, just embarrass myself. (laughs) Because it's a totally different vibe. You know, I I listen to their podcasts and stuff, and they're like, so informative. uh... Whereas this us
2: is like, oh, yeah, so American (laughs) Gladiators. (laughs) What <laughs> it's it. a real podcast. <laughs> <laughs> review information. And not like the thing that you not, do. <laughs> not the thing that we have to apologize for <laughs> at the top of the show. People people want to
1: know what guitarist Koyuki played in Beck. Yeah, oh, that's
0: true. I mean, that's yeah. true. See, you can't find that kind information. of information at Ukala Friends. Hore, you know, <laughs> Only here will you know that there is a Japan exclusive of that yellow Telecaster that you can buy. It's sold out, but you can probably can find it, it on Japanese eBay.
1: <laughs> gonna be on on their podcast next week and they're gonna yeah. be like, what What are they talking about? I know, about? I'm gonna start
0: talking about Nicktoons and they're like, what? Why? Are you, you know? Spider Man. We'll see. We'll uh, Spider-Man. I should come with my mask. <laughs> 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 but it should be fun. Aldrin it's going to be good fun. Miles, This is Miles Morales. This <laughs> <So> Miles Morales. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you folks next time. Have a great one. Aloha. Stick around for one on one coaching. Mahalo.